Blog Talk Radio. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Good evening. This is Reverend Aaron Williams. We thank God for you. You know, as always, uh, we're just excited about God, excited about what he's doing in our lives, you know, and the growth. You know, when when you can see yourself grow, it's a blessing, you know, when you know where you used to be, you know, and and not that we've arrived because we know we're far from perfection, but yet we're striving to be more and more like Christ. We hope that you tuning in, um, tell a friend, tell a neighbor, you know, um, to get online, Facebook, you know, 319-527-6091 is the number to call. If you want to get on the radio, you might have a comment or question or just some feedback. Uh, we got operators, those that are working behind the scenes to handle your calls. You know, so if that's you, that's the number. If we are on Facebook Live, you know, um, again, for those who can't get on Facebook Live, you know, here's the number again, 319 Nine one um, on our blog talk radio Purpose Kingdom Network. This is the one thousand eight hundred and fifteenth episode of Purpose Kingdom, and we do welcome you. You know, throughout the United States, throughout the continent, throughout the globe. You know, we just thank God for you. You know, um, asking that you pray for us. You know, even as we continue to move forward, because um, our desire is that God be glorified. You know, <laughs> if it was for me, I probably wouldn't be on Facebook at all. You know, um, I'd probably just be right here in my little corner, you know, the world in Georgia with my family. You know, I told a friend that I'm, 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 I was at the point of retirement, ready to wear my bib coveralls, garden, and just take care of grandkids. You know, so I, I, I just thank God for a Life, you know, I can't even say a life well lived, but a life lived in God. You know, the mistakes, the falls, the pitfalls, the habits, whatever I did, right or wrong, I did it in God. I did it understanding. I did it knowing. And that might be, you know, terrible when you look at it. But when I think about it, when I fell, I always fell back on God. Ah, my God, it, what, a, what a blessing to have a God of mercy. Hallelujah. That didn't give us over to our own selves. I mean, some of the, one of the worst things God can do is not just give you over to the enemy, but to give you over to yourself. It says in Romans 2, it says that he gave them over to vile affections. He gave them over to their own desires. He allowed what they wanted to take precedence. He allowed what they desired, what they lusted after to consume them. But we serve a merciful God. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm already ready. I'm already excited because we have a merciful God that justified us. My God, hallelujah. We're going to be in Romans 8. You know, bro, Romans is you know, the gospel to all. You know, the book of Romans is considered the gospel to all. You know, Paul wrote it you know, um, to the Roman church, to the Jewish church, to those that were in Rome. You know, because Rome was a melting pot, just like Corinth, of all religions, of all kinds of different deities and false gods and idols and things that people worship. You know, and Rome, um, Paul came in writing to the Roman church, you know, to address that issue, you know, issues of immorality and issues of religion. You know, and religion is the, and, and we got to say that, I got to pray because I, I, 
I, I, I, once you start pushing, you know, it, it, I, I don't know how to do something. Some guys just can turn it off, turn it back off. Turn it, once, it, once it's on with me, it's on until I'm empty. <laughs> it's on until I'm empty. So I want to make sure, you know, I, I'm trying to learn how to pace myself. But, you know, praise God, I ain't going to do what he's going to do in me the way he do it in me. I'm not trying to, you know, mimic Monty, you know, or mirror anyone. I want to be who God made me. So if that's how he do it, he just pour it through until he's gone, then that's how we're going to do it. But, God, we do thank you and we bless you for your goodness, for your mercy. God, thank you for your word. God, that's forever settled in heaven. We pray that you would settle it in our hearts as we move forward in you, as you deliver this word. Holy Spirit, have your way. Give glory to yourself. We thank you that your word will not return to you void, but it will accomplish what you sent it out to do. So send it out with the purpose and the mind and the heart of God to the people of God in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. The, 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 the dilemma of Christianity today is that while we were, you know, abusive, while we were disruptive, you know, we were being trained into it. And I'm talking about men now. I'm sorry I didn't get that to the topic. But we were being, we were told that the aggression was, was not godly. We were told that the aggression, you see, is the new word now, toxic masculinity. And while we're trying to learn how to be passive, <laughs> While we're learning how to turn the cheek, while we're learning to not be hurt, while we're learning not to show our aggression as men, the enemy is getting bolder and bolder. The enemy, hallelujah, is coming up saying we want our rights and making our demands while the people of God are being told that your aggression ain't God. If you're being told that your militant style, that the things that you do are not according to the purposes of God because we're supposed to love. But I'm here to tell you, love is aggressive. <laughs> you got to aggressively love in 2023. You, you can't passively love. You got to aggressively love. You have to force yourself in today's society to love people because this Bible says because sin about because people do what they want. Because people follow their own desire. The Bible says that the love of many shall wax cold. So for you and I, the child of God, to make sure that our love doesn't wax cold, we have to stay fervent in prayer. We have to stay fervent in the presence of God. We have to stay fervently close to God because we love people. Listen, not because of my own love. Not because of my own desire, not because of my own ability, but the love of God is shared abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. We learn to love because we recognize his love for us. We learn to love because we recognize what he's done and is doing to love us. In the midst of our imperfection, God still loves us. In the midst of shortcomings, God still loves us. In the midst of getting it wrong, sometimes up, sometimes down, God still loves you. My God, and he still loves me. And I thank God it enables me to love somebody else. It enables me to forgive somebody else. It enables me to be patient with someone else because of his love. And when I recognize 
how wretched I am. See, some of us don't recognize how wretched we are. That's the problem. Some of us are self-righteous. Some of us think we're good enough anyhow. Some of us think we got it going on because we don't do what other people do. But if it had not been for the Lord that was on your side, you better recognize. If it had not been for the Lord that was on your side, it was by the grace of God. We say it cliche, but for the grace of God. There I go. That that was me. That hormonal was me. That drug addict was me. That drug dealer was me. That wine bibber was me. That homeless person was me. If it had not been for the grace of God, some of us know we're a paycheck away from homelessness. We're a paycheck away. Hallelujah. We're a drink away. As a friend that I've known, known him for at least 30, 40 years. Don't only know him, knew him by face, but he used to come around, used to play basketball. But then one time, he didn't come. And when he came, his mind wasn't right. He was a drink away. He was a drink away. Someone put a Mickey in his drink. He was a drink away, and I don't think his mind ever came back. We are rushing, praying, rushing roulette with our lives when God is saying, come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. While we're playing with grace, pray, pray, playing with the mercy of God. God's been merciful, but if we are only a hit away, we're only a drink away, we're only a snort away, we're only a step away. Some people left the house today, didn't go back home. I'm not here to frighten you, but we got to understand that the devil is not playing with our soul. We got to recognize that what God has done, how can Hebrews say, how shall we escape if we neglect so great? What God has done for you and I is great. What God has done for you and I, we couldn't do on our own. We couldn't have done for ourselves. It was the grace of God that we stand in victory today. It was the grace of God that we standing in mercy. Grace is just not the ability. Grace is just not unmerited favor, but grace is the ability given by God to do the task that he's required. And he's given it to us by grace. We appropriate it by faith, but it's given to us by grace. We didn't deserve what God did. We didn't deserve the forgiveness. We didn't deserve the loving kindness. We didn't deserve the long suffering. But my God, look what he's done for you. Look what he's done for me. Hallelujah. Took us up out of the muck and the mire. Took us up out of ourselves. Took us up out of our inabilities and have placed us on a rock of salvation. Placed us on a place called victory. Placed us, hallelujah, in his presence. Translated us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. My God, bless you, Brother Steve. What he's done for you and I is great. I tried to get through Romans, and I'm still reading. I'm trying to read it every day, you know, in a house ride, trying to read through it. And I, 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 I don't get stuck, but it's just being such a blessing. I said I'm going to continue in this thing and just can see where the Lord is going to take us for this. But there, there's a word called passivity. And passivity, let me read this, the acceptance 
of what happens. That's why I told the guys, because of this work, I didn't know it is what it is. No, the devil is a liar. The, the, the devil is a liar. It ain't what it is. We, we're going to move and pray until God gives direction. And if God's direction doesn't agree, we're going to move that thing. We want to pray until it goes. When the disciples couldn't cast out the devil, they wanted to know, yo, what, why? You've given us authority. You've given us power. You told us that we had the authority. You told us not to rejoice. We're not rejoicing, but why couldn't we cast them out? And Jesus said, he talked about their faith, and everyone talked about their faith. He said, and when we preach about it, we minister about, oh, yeah, little faith and moving in doubt. But Jesus also put a clause in there, how be it, even in the midst of faith, even in the midst of going forth, this kind doesn't come forth. This kind doesn't come out. This kind doesn't move but by prayer. And fasting is something that you got to add to your life. Peter said this, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge. And we have to add to our faith. We think that we can just go to the altar and say, I believe in God and go back to our lives. When God is calling us higher, I don't know if he's calling you. He's calling me higher. I'm not satisfied. I don't even care about the victory that I have today. I want the victory that's coming. I'm not worried about the level that I'm at now. I want the level that I see. And that's the attainment. That's the, that's the pursuit that I want you to pursue after when you listen and hear DTW Ministries. Not because Brother Harry said it. Not because Reverend Harry said it. But because you hear the Spirit of God calling you higher. Oh, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We got to come out of religion. We got to come out of what men is calling or what men are saying to do. You know, we all have cliches. Everybody's looking for the newest word. Everybody's looking for the newest saying. But God is saying, do what I tell you. We have to do the first thing first. He said he called us with a holy calling. He didn't call us with a carnal calling. He didn't call us with a mediocre calling. He called us with a holy calling. We have to do the first thing first. Religion will tell you you ain't good enough. Religion will tell you you don't fit here. You got to remember the disciples, even those that were closest to Jesus, told Bartimaeus to shut up. Told the woman, you know, leave the master alone. Told the children to go away. Told the crowd when they was going to feed the 5,000, look, you got to go back to your own house and get food because we ain't got enough. Religion to tell you what you have is not enough. Religion to tell you get away from Jesus. You ain't holy enough. You ain't pure enough. But when you recognize that Jesus is who you need, Jesus is who you have to pursue, Jesus is who you have to chase after, then you'll come after him. Have mercy on me. Oh my God, when you recognize Jesus as the answer, ah, you gotta have you can't be passive. You can't move in the spirit of meekness. You gotta be bold enough. You gotta be aggressive enough. You gotta be militant enough to know that I'm not going no place that Jesus ain't there. I'm not going no place where I can't pursue after Jesus. I can't I'm not going any place where religion is telling me I can't cry out. I can't go into the things of God. I can't pursue what's in my heart. But when you have a place where there's an open door to pursue God, my God, you better take full advantage of it. 
You better take full advantage of it. You better take full advantage of it. I'm, I'm getting to Romans. I'm getting to the text. But I, I just had to say these things because I believe that we are not seeing on large scales. We, yeah, we're religious. Yeah, we're churchy. Yeah, we do Christian things. But we're not following Christianity. We're not following religion. We're not following our denominations. We're following Christ. I can't say it no plainer than that. We're following Jesus. And I believe that that's one of our hiccups, is that we're following all of these things, and Jesus is secondary, sometimes even third or fourth place in our pursuit for the things of God. And we we need not struggle with that any longer in 2023 because we're to pursue after him in Romans. And because I see the word, therefore, and this is what took me back to verse chapter 7 last time that we were online, is that when you read the word, therefore, it always tells you why it's there to go back. It tells you as a reference, you understand what was just being said. That's why. Just because of that, now we can move to the future. Now we can move to the future and further the scripture moving forward. But understand what Paul is saying in chapter 7. Paul is not giving us a license to sin. God, Paul is not giving us an excuse for our flesh, but it was helping us to recognize that in this flesh, in this body, that there is something that's apart from you. There is something separate from your nature. There's something separate from your understanding, and it's called the law of sin and death. It's called the law of this flesh. It's called the law. It's a law because it's always the same. It, 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 it always works. The law of gravity is called the law of gravity because it always works. You throw something up, it comes back down. But the law is something that always works until a higher law is introduced into the situation. God came and gave us a higher law called the law of the spirit of life. Let me read. Therefore, there is therefore now. And I was going to stop there. I, I, I was going to stop right there. There is therefore now, because we have to understand that we now have been free. We've been freed from this man that Paul thanked God for in Romans seven twenty five. We said, I thank God through Jesus Christ, that through Jesus Christ our Lord, so then that with my mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh. The law of sin. There's no condemnation because I understand that my flesh will never want the things of God. So when I get up off my knees, I pray for hours. When I get up off my Bible study, my mind and my flesh will desire what it wants. It it, it will still want to sin. I, I was looking for, as I prayed, I was looking that my desire wouldn't be towards my own desires. And I thought that my desire would change to the desires of God, that I would walk around. And I always talk about Cecil B. DeMille. I always talk about the robe and the Ten Commandments. You know, Charlton Heston, when he came from off the mountain, he just looked to the clouds. He just looked up to heaven and the angels sing in the background. I was expecting to hear angels. Oh, I was looking for them to sing when I got up off my knees. But what I found that was in my flesh 
even after prayer, I had to keep my body. I had to keep my desires in check. I had to keep my eyes like frontness. I had to keep those things that I had the proclivity towards. Because without keeping it, how do you keep it, Brother Am? I'm glad you asked me. This is where the law comes in. Let me, I got to keep reading this. Because there's therefore now no condemnation. I'm no longer condemned. I'm no longer walking around beating myself up because my thoughts don't line up all the time. I'm not, saying I'm not beating myself up all the time and putting myself down because I'm not answering right, because I'm not looking right, because I'm not thinking right, because I'm not feeling right, because I have to understand that's not my heart. That's not my spirit. That's my flesh. That's the proclivities. That's the temptations. Those are the things that we've opened ourselves up to. And then let me tell you, there, there is when you go into the club, when you go into the bar, there is low tier and bottom shelf liquor. Then there's top tier and things that are higher. Cost more money. So it costs more money. And as we are moving into the desires of affection, as we open ourselves up to all of these things, we open ourselves up to these things and we believe that we can just come in and really nilly into the things of God. But I'm here to tell you, you got to work. If you want a higher anointing, you got to pay a higher price. Just like in the natural, when you want that top shelf, you got to be willing to pay for what that costs. Now, some people say give you the same high, yeah, 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 but one of them give you the ramp. We know one of them you're going to have a hangover. But you pay you want that higher, you want that higher life, you have to pay that higher price. And I don't even like that analogy of the liquor because some of us struggled with that. But as we move into the things of God, you have to be willing. You, you have to be willing. To die. You have to be willing to sacrifice. You have to be willing. And I don't believe that we believe that we were that bad. I, I, that's the problem. I, I don't believe that we think that, think that we were that bad. We, we weren't that bad. We see people that were worse than us. We, we see people that we figure are worse off than us. So we don't have that much sanctification. But see, God's not looking on the outside. God's looking on the inside. God's looking at our heart. God, God's looking on where David said he desires truth in the inward part. He, he's not worrying about how much we can dress up our flesh. He wants to have you see and introduce him to your heart. My God, hallelujah. There is therefore now no condemnation. Listen, to them which are in Christ Jesus. He didn't say them that are in church. He didn't say them that are in religion. He didn't, he didn't even say those that are in Christendom, in Christianity, whatever you think you believe. He didn't say that. He said there's no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. You got, you got to hear this. This thing's been blessing me always. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And see, that's a paradigm right there. That, that's an oxymoron right there because that's what the law did. The law introduced me to sin. Paul said before the law came, I was alive. I, I did what I wanted. I was free. I didn't have no judgment, no condemnation, no guilt. I, I was free to do what I wanted to do. But then when the law came, I died because my heart was after God. 
He said, we remember Paul's life. Paul was serious. He said he was serious above those that he hung with. He was more into the, his religion than any of them. He was ready to put people in jail. He was ready to put people to death. He was ready to go where he had to do, go to go in the name of God. But when the law came, when the law of the spirit of life came, when the law of liberty came, he recognized that his freedom was bondage to something that was in him against his will. My God, it, 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 it's, it's one thing to, to recognize when you have something alien living in you, when you have a disease that makes you feel diseased, at ease, not at ease in your own body, but when you don't recognize that this parasitic infection that's in our members is not who you are. See, and we've identified with sin so long. We, we I sin, we've grown up in sin. The Bible says, you know, if I was conceived in iniquity, I was born in sin. These things in, in sin, in a dip, my mother conceived me. I was, we grow up with these habits that form our character, that make up who we are, that we identify. My God, now I don't want to go all the way over there, but I'm thinking about my nickname when they used to call me Count Drack. Count Drack. And, and I, that, that personified who I thought I was in the flesh because Count Dracula was suave. Count Dracula was debonair. Count Dracula was slick. Count Dracula had it going on with the ladies and all what he said was just smooth. And I lined myself up to that. But when that man was dead because Christ came, I didn't know who I was. I, I, I no longer knew my identity because I didn't know myself outside of sin. I didn't know myself outside of this persona. And a lot of us don't want to walk into Romans 7 fully because we're afraid, because we don't know who we are. We don't know what man, we don't know what woman we are outside of who we've been identifying as all of our lives. We're afraid that God's going to have us up on Broad Street, that God's going to have us up on Main Street, that God's going to have us up in Peachtree preaching the gospel, looking like John the Baptist wearing camel skin, wearing a girdle around you. And we're afraid that who God has for us is not a person that we like. It's not a person that would be desired. It's not a person that's cool. It's not a person that's strong, that's aggressive, that ain't no chump. We don't want to turn the other cheek. We don't want to be the Christ that God is calling us to be because it makes us look bad. Hallelujah. Who walk not after the flesh. There's no condemnation. When we're not walking after the flesh. Wait a minute. Didn't he say there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus? So why is it a clause in there? Because there's a higher calling for you and I. That those that name the name of Christ must depart from iniquity. We, we have to depart from lower living. Why? Because we've been given access by faith into a new law. My God. We've been given access by faith apart from the law 
that's in our members. This is what Paul rejoiced about in verse 25 of chapter 7. It says, I'm going to read it again. I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind I myself serve the law of God. I recognize that in me spiritually there's a law. And this law is a law of freedom. This is a law of enablement. This is a law of grace. This is a law of power that delivered me from what kept me in bondage from the tyranny of the enemy. Remember, it said that men were subject to the tyranny of the devil. And then not just did he continue to be a tyrant, not did he just continue to be a terrorist to mankind, the end was that you still died that he could kill you if he would move and motivate others to destroy your life. Where men, the Bible says, moved in bondage because of fear of death. Christ has removed that fear and placed us in a law, my God. He placed us in a law called the law of the spirit of life. Because the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free. As long as I stay in the law, hallelujah, physics, aerodynamics, hallelujah, will move me, hallelujah, force versus distance will move me through the clouds, will move me through the stratosphere and the atmosphere, while as long as I follow the law of aerodynamics, but once I remove that law of aerodynamics, I then begin to get subject to the law of gravity. <laughs> I don't care how high you are. I don't care how far you travel. If you don't stay in the law, if you don't stay in the law of physics, if you don't stay in the law of aerodynamics when you're in the air, the law of gravity will take you back down to the ground. And it's the same thing with the child of God. If you don't stay in the law, spirit of life, if you don't stay in the law of God in Christ, if you don't stay in the law, hallelujah, of freedom and liberty, you'll be subject again to the law of sin and the law of death. But God has made us free. My God, God has made us free. Bless you, Maria. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you, Dietrich. Hallelujah. We, we, we look, the law, I ain't even get out of verse 2 yet. The law of the spirit of life has made me free, made us free from the law of sin and death. Listen, for verse 3, for what the law could not do, the law couldn't free us. The law couldn't enable us. It would just point us to where we were wrong. The law would just show us where we were short. The law would just tell us where we messed up, but it did nothing to free us. It did nothing to deliver us. It did nothing to enable us. It just pointed to the sin. It just told us, yeah, you're a sinner. Yeah, you messed up. I can see that. I didn't need you to write it down for me. But just that the law could not do, listen, in that it was weak through the flesh, that it was weak through my members, that it was weak because I was attached to this dirt. This dirt, you know, I, I had some dry skin on my arm. I was like, the world. And when I looked at it, Brother Steve, I rubbed it, and it flaked up. I, you're talking about dry. It was dry. And it flaked up, 
And I thought, wow, I'm nothing but dust. I went and got me some Vaseline, but it just reminded me that we're nothing but dirt. We're nothing but dust. But the law, for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the flesh, in the likeness of sinful flesh, listen, and for sin. Hallelujah. This is what the Bible says. This is, he, he, he created a box. <laughs> he put sin in a box. He said, okay, sin, you want to take my children, you want to take my creation and subject it to bondage? Okay, this is the realm where you can operate. For sin, condemned it in the flesh. You know, John was condemned to the Isle of Patmos. Sin has been condemned in your flesh. That's as far as it can move. That's why God, hallelujah, that's why God has moved us in to the law of the spirit of life and moved us out of the flesh that we, by God, that call on the name of Jesus can operate in freedom and liberty, that we can operate in power, that we can operate in power over the law of sin and death because it's been condemned in the flesh. Hallelujah. He's moved us and he's, he's boxed sin into the flesh. You want to know, how do I get victory? Get out of your flesh. How do I get over this portion of my life that seems that I, I can go no further? You have to take it out of the box of the law of sin. That You have to take it out of the restrictive place where God placed it. I want to read that again. For what the law could not do, the law couldn't do it. The law could not do it. We got to recognize it because some of us think we're good because we don't do what other people do. But there's still a law. There's still something that you have to follow because a lot of people are following it. And all truth, I continue to say this, is relevant. So we heard truth from different places where it says in Hebrews that God, through different ways, through diverse manners, spoke to us through the prophets. But now... See, we 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 gotta recognize. We gotta recognize. People have been prophetic throughout the world, pointing people toward God. But now, the Bible says that He spoke one way. He spoke to prophets. We had prophets of Samaria. We had prophets of Baal. Remember the prophets of Baal? We, we had the prophets that were going to curse the children of Israel. The Bible called them a prophet. So they were real prophets but they weren't prophets of God, but they were still prophets. And they moved in the thing. This is why I believe, this is why I believe the scripture is there, that those that come some other way, those that didn't come through the door, those that come, come through Jesus. See, because all of the biblical prophets, this is why, Christ, and I don't mean to jump back here, this is why Christ preached to the captives in Abraham's bosom once he died on the cross. He had to preach because those prophets that died, that were in Abraham's bosom had to hear the gospel, and they had to make a choice. <laughs> Remember, John had to make a choice. God, John was, was was confused because Jesus did some stuff that he didn't agree with. He said, "Wait a minute, hold up. Uh, are you the one?" 
he sent word through his disciples back to Jesus. He said, John, John want to know, are you the one? Do I look for another? Because Jesus did something that was too soft for John. John was one that was like a zealot that thought that Christ was coming and he was going to overthrow the Roman government. He was doing what he changed, turned over the money changer. John was on board. But when he forgave the, the, the Samaritan woman, when he forgave the woman in adultery, he's like, wait, no, hold, hold, hold. he's supposed to be establishing the law. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you sure this is the Messiah? Because the Messiah I'm looking for is supposed to be moving in power supposed to be moving in judgment, supposed to be moving and getting things in order. This guy is doing something. Are you the one? Or do we look for another? And this is why we struggle often because we come to God with some kind of preconceived notion of how he's supposed to move. We, we come with some cookie-cutter God that we pattern in our own conscience on how God is supposed to bless how God and when God and where God is supposed to deliver. You know, we're going to do 12 steps. We're going to pray. We're going to do, you know, and please say we're going to do 10 to our fathers, and we're going to do, you know, a couple of Hail Marys. We're going to, we're going to do a couple of believe, you know, we're going to do this. We're going to go to church. We're going to get the God to lay hands on us, and when he lay hands on us, you know, the heavens are going to open, and then God's going to do this, and I'm going to be blessed from then on, and then it don't happen like that. And we say, God, didn't move. We, we say God ain't real because he didn't move in a way that we imagined and put in our own understanding or our own design. God is not a God of our own design. God is God. He's a sovereign God. He do and does what he wants to do, when he wants to do it, and how he wants to do it. My God, for the law could not do in that it was weak. It was in my members. Paul also said, I find there's a law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, bringing me into captivity, bringing me in. My God, I want to do right, but it's a law. How do I get out of this body of death, Paul said? But he recognized and showed us there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of sin and of, of the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son. This is, this is, this is words that messed me up all week. Sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin. He put sin in a box. And for sin. Just as he told the serpent, because you've done this, from now on, you're going to eat the dust. You're going to crawl on your belly. You, this is how you, matter of fact, your legs is going. Now, crawl on your belly. This is, this is, since you wanted to do this, this is how you're going to be punished. And he came and he taken this thing called sin that reigned through mankind and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh, my God. Listen, that the righteousness, 
Now the victory over the law, the righteousness that's of God, not of us, the righteousness, hallelujah, of the spirit of God, of the spirit of life, of the spirit of Christ, the righteousness that God requires in the law is now fulfilled through us because now we don't walk according to the flesh. We don't walk according to the desire of sin. We don't walk according to the will of our own, but we now operate in a law of the spirit of life. We now operate in the law of faith. We now operate in the law of God where now his righteousness becomes our victory. His righteousness becomes our joy. His righteousness becomes our declaration. His righteousness becomes our reality that in this life, we're not waiting until we get to heaven, that in this life we have victory, hallelujah, by faith. We have victory through the law that I stay in. I stay in Christ. I recognize, I pray, not just because I want a relationship, not just because. It, it, it don't start that way. Yeah, you do it now because you love God, but it starts because you recognize you need to pray. It, it, you don't pray just because you like to pray. You pray because you recognize you need to pray. You don't fast because you like to fast. You fast because you recognize you need to fast. You don't go to church and fellowship with the saints of God because sometimes it's not convenient. You don't worry about that because you recognize iron sharpens iron. You recognize not forsaking the assembling of yourself. You recognize that you want to come alongside of someone with the same mind. That that bomb fire, that that, that zeal can continue to flow heart to heart, breast to breast that we can grow up together because we're a body ministry. We're not called to be idling dwellers. We're called to be a part of each other. So I want to encourage you. I, we, 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 we're not going to, we're going to stop right there. We, we're going to stop right there. But I just want to encourage you to look at If you have not received Christ, if you have not been born again, if you have not come into the family of God, I beseech you, therefore, brother, by the mercies of God, that you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable one to God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good, hallelujah, and perfect will of God, with that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We want to move into the things of God. We're struggling with sin. Stop struggling. Say yes to the Lord. Get on your knees. Confess your sin. Confess your sin to the Lord. He's faithful and just to forgive you of your sin and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. But you can't stop coming. You got to keep coming. You have to apply your life to a new law because you've been placed in a new law. If you have a problem with lust, you can't only stop looking at pornography. Stop looking at pictures. Stop, stop looking at anything that you feel the desire go into your eye. You feel it. Ask me how I know. 
You, you recognize when something you're looking at because you like the way it looks, because it appeals to the lust of your eye. It appeals to the lust of your flesh. It appeals to you. You know when you smell something that appeals to you, when you hear something that appeals to your senses, you got to turn that off. Your antenna's got to be up, that when you hear it, you turn it off. You switch gears. You switch back to that law. You got to recognize that. You got because the, the devil will say, "Well, you're not looking at news anymore, but 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 you're looking at every booty that you can see. You're looking at every woman you can see in magazines, on the internet, in the streets, in the store. You're smelling every. You're going around people, places, and things that you have no business going around. You're going and you're saying things that you have no business saying, and you're trying to act like it came on you all of a sudden." It didn't come all of a sudden. It came through your eye gate. It came through your ear gate. It came through because we received it under a horse of a different color. But it was still moving us into operation under the law of sin and death. Listen, every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust. What, what, what did you say, Brother Aaron? When he's drawn away of his own lust. I'm not drawn away from my son's lust. I'm not drawn away of my wife's lust. I'm drawn away of my own lust and enticed. And he says, when sin, my God, has conceived, when lust has conceived, when I've accepted it in my spirit, it brings forth sin. A sin tree is coming up when I accept and I accept that enticement in my spirit, in my spirit spirit ground, in the heart of my, where it tells us about the parable of the sower who sold on good ground, who sold on stony ground, when we receive that enticement of lustfulness, when we receive that enticement of desire, when we receive the enticement of our own temptation, of our own proclivity in our ground, in the soil of our spirit, we have to root that thing out or it's coming up sin. And when sin is finished, the Bible says, it brings forth death. Because there's an operation here. And that's the operation of the law. The law the law sins to death. But thanks be to God, for God has translated us where we now operate in the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. If you don't know Jesus in the pardon of your sin, I'm going to ask you, hallelujah, to repeat this prayer with me. At the end of the prayer, I'm going to pray for you. And then our on-call theologians and engineers that are working in the back are going to give you some further correspondence on how to correspond with Purpose Kingdom Network to continue in your faith journey. Then we are going to come back and give you the final word and the benediction. Say, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Forgive me of my sin. And wash me in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Save my soul. 
and write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. I ask it in Jesus' name and to his glory. Lord Jesus, by your spirit, come into my heart and become Lord and master of my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Amen. Let me pray for you. God, my Father, I do thank you for each and every believer, whether they're backslidden, God, whether they're brand-new babes in you, whether they're just Christians that felt the need to repeat this prayer and to rededicate their lives to you, whatever the reason. I'm not a judge, God. I have a heaven nor hell to put anyone in, God, but I just want to say what you call and what I believe you've called me to say. And Do those things, God, in faith, for we know, God, that anything that's not done in faith is sin. So we pray for these that have come, that have confessed. For your word says that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that you, God, have raised them from the dead, that we shall be saved. So even as these confess, God, they've confessed their sins. They ask you to forgive them. God, we know that you're faithful and just to forgive and to cleanse. But even as we spoke about, you know, your word in Romans, that you freed them from the law of sin and death, God, I pray, God, that you would give them a tangible touch, God, as they move and operate in the law of the spirit of life, God, that you would give them instructions and clarity on how to walk this Christian life in victory, God. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would stand up in them, that you would quicken them, because it's by your spirit. God, it's not because of what we've done. It's not by might or it's by power, God, but it's by your spirit. So it's not that we are strong within ourselves. We're not even sufficient in ourselves, but our sufficiency is of you. So I pray, God, that by your grace, your mercy, your long-suffering, that you would quicken them, that you would strengthen them, God, that you would give them the confidence to continue to move forward in you. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. We're going to come and we're going to give this portion over, hallelujah, to like either Pastor Toy or Brother Rob, you know, um, they're going to come, you know, in their own way with announcements and anything else that the Lord placed on their heart. Then we're going to come back with the final word of benediction. God bless you. Okay, amen, amen, and um, thanks so much for uh, tonight, uh, a uh, good night of uh, powerful ministry tonight, Reverend Williams. And real quickly, I'll go ahead to the uh, announcement. <clears throat> this is the Project Purpose Camp Network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us for tonight's episode, no matter where in the world you are. Whether you're listening to us on phone or Internet, appreciate your listenership and support, and we also thank those that let their friends and family know that Purpose Camp Network is on the air tonight. <clears throat> When we do a live broadcast, we broadcast live on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. When we do a live show, we do have a caller number, which is 319-527-6091. And anytime you press the number one, we go ahead and get you in to talk to our host. Uh, we also um, are on uh, Facebook under Purpose Kingdom at Facebook. There you can just um, go ahead and like us, and you can uh, see our upcoming shows and advertisements. And from time to time, we do make Major announcements on that social media pages as well as other like Instagram and Twitter, which we're under the handle of purpose underscore kingdom. If you want to uh, contact us via email, you can contact us at purposekingdomnet at gmail.com where you can send your comments, questions, concerns. You can simply say hello, or you can just um, 
Just give us a praise report. We gladly honor that. And also, you can leave your contact information if you're in need of a Bible. And also, you can leave your contact uh, information if you are interested in being part of a, a Christian uh, game show. So just leave your contact information, and we'll get in contact with you as, uh, as soon as we can. All right. We also uh, do have a radio network, which is PKN.com, which has 24 hours of music of inspiration. Please check it out and tell your friends about it. Okay, and uh, well, God's one, God's blessing. We'll be joining us tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour for The Dwelling Place, and that's going to be hosted by Minister Dominique Hudson. So once again, uh, tomorrow evening, God's one, God's blessing. We hope you join us at the 9 p.m. hour for The Dwelling Place, and that's going to be hosted by Minister Dominique Hudson. And with that being said, that's going to be the end of our announcements, and we're going to return you to my favorite Reverend, Reverend Williams. Uh, Show us back in hand. <laughs> I, I told you about that. that. That is not sanctioned by me. That that's something Brother Robin came up with on his own. You're gonna get in trouble. You're gonna get in trouble. You're gonna get in trouble. Yeah, I, I included in that. But just a reminder, this is the one thousand eight hundred and fifteenth episode of Purpose Kingdom, you know, by way of blog talk. You know, three one nine five two seven six zero nine one. If you're ever not able or video is messing up, you know, I know sometimes the video lags and I'm looking at it. You know, now sometimes the, the way my mouth is moving and what I'm actually saying reminds me of Kung Fu Theater back in the day where they, their lips never synced up with the words. You know, but uh, as we move forward, I, I, I'm moving forward. I, I'm, I'm challenging you. I'm challenging myself, you know, to get more. God gives us access to him by faith. And the situations of life open up, here it goes, Steve, avenues of pursuit. That trouble is an avenue. That distress is an avenue. It's an avenue of a way to get to God in the midst of the trouble. How do you seek him when things don't go your way? It's an avenue. It's an open door. It's an invitation to pursue after God. Hallelujah. I feel the presence of God right there. Hallelujah. It's an avenue of pursuit. Stop looking at it as a detriment because guess what? We've been freed from the law of sin and death where we don't have to operate in the distress and despair and the hopelessness of our past. Because we're no longer operating under that law. There's a new law. There's a new sheriff in town. There's there's a new law, and it's in Christ Jesus. Sin has been restricted to the flesh. Sin has been restricted for operation in my flesh. That if I would come out of my flesh. And see, this is where people get lost. This is the same way that some people left Christ. When he said, you want to eat my flesh? Drink my blood? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What are we talking about? Some cannibal stuff? This, this is not spooky. And, 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 we, and we make it into something like mysticism when we talk about it. But all it is is that hearing my life to the word of God. What does God say about the situation? What does God tell me to do? What, how does God say do it? How do I find myself 
move because my move should line up. My move shouldn't be some arbitrary, you know, zealous, you know, rogue answer that's not in line with what God has already said in his word. And I know people are looking for a new drug. They're looking for a new opiate. They're looking for a new high. God's saying, I got a new high for you. It's called obedience. And it's on the avenue of pursuit. It's on the highway of holiness. It's on the pathway to righteousness. And it's in Christ Jesus. Won't you give him your all today? But won't you give him everything that you have and say, without you, God, I can do nothing. Teach me how to walk this life of victory. Teach me how to walk this life of deliverance. Teach me how to walk in the spirit of life because I believe that you have delivered me from the law of sin and death that's in my flesh. I recognize, as Paul said, that my flesh will not desire because in my flesh, the Bible reminds me, dwells no good thing. My flesh will not desire the things of God. It won't be subject to the things of God. It won't be in obedience to the will of God. But I have to put it to death. And I'm still in Romans. Although I've closed the book, I'm still in Romans. Still in Romans 8. I'm not any longer subject to it. If in Christ Jesus, by the Spirit of God, I mortify and put to death those things that were holding me and keeping me captive to the law, that were keeping me captive to the law of sin and death, that were keeping me in bondage to fear and death, I found a new man. His name is Jesus. Bless you, Sister Maria. God bless you all that have tuned in with us. Bless you for your encouragement. We thank God for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank thank God for you. And we cannot thank you enough for your prayers, for your consistent, you know, um, support. You know, being here with us, you know, um, but most of all for your prayers and your support, you know, um, and your encouragement. You know, uh, we get encouraged to just continue on. You know, uh, before we cut off, our next broadcast is on 8 o'clock, Lord willing, on May the 2nd. That's the first Tuesday in May. May the 2nd at 8 o'clock, same time, same channel. So we just thank God you know, for you, you know, and just pray that we'll continue, you know, in the things of God. You know, I I don't see me going anywhere, you know, but I understand that grace, you know, it's his enablement. And I know it's not his will that we should perish, so I'm only expecting greater. That's my my expectation is greater. God, we do thank you, and I bless you for your um the people of God, I thank you for those that repeated and repented the prayer with us. God, I pray that you would continuously bless them. God, as always, not only that you bless, but that you make them a blessing. In the name of Jesus, as we join ourselves to you, Holy Spirit, encourage us, enlighten us, continue to enable us to move forward in you. Bless the people of God. Bless pastors, teachers, preachers, prophets, evangelists. 
apostles, God, those in the fivefold ministry, those in the body, God bless in the name of Jesus, according to your own purpose, according to your own precepts, according to your own promise, God, in Jesus' name, our Father, which are in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done, God, in us, in earth, as it is in heaven, continue to give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. God, we pray that you would lead us not into temptation, but that you would deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. God bless you. You have a great night. Jesus led. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. I will not lose. Never wanna see me down, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose.